ES Audio. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm David Marsland and this is The Leader Weekends. Every Saturday we bring you a bonus episode of our business podcast, How to Be a CEO. This is a cut-down version, so hit the link in the show notes to hear the full thing or search your podcast provider for How to Be a CEO. There are new episodes every Monday morning. You know, we do do quite a lot of drama on How to Be a CEO. It's a rollercoaster life being an entrepreneur, but there is another side to it. Like being able to build your own 850-acre estate in the Cotswolds. I wanted a life for my children outside of London, and I, but I had a job in London, and I had a necessity to be in London. So I created this idea of finding a site that was close enough to London that people could get there on a Friday night and back on a Sunday. And you got a huge, as much of a sense as you possibly can of living in the country. John Hitchcock is the founder and chairman of You, a global real estate and development company and the world's largest non-hotel residential brand. We're going to be hanging out at their Lakes Estate about 90 minutes from London. It's a very peaceful place where residents can retreat to their timber and glass second homes with interiors by people like Kelly Hoppen and Jay Jagger. Or you could just sit by the water and watch the wild go by. But in John's world, there's an awful lot to see like the £1.3 billion regeneration of Olympia in London. And I've been involved in the rejuvenation of many parts of London over, and many parts of other cities around the world over the last 40 years. You know, we, we had this great renaissance through that period of the 90, early 90s, and I feel like we're at the beginning of another one of those. I'm David Marsden from The Evening Standard. We're also going to be talking about how to survive a financial crisis, and John has seen a few. But the lakes is such a very nice place. Let's take a look around. We've got a beautiful, beautiful autumnal day. It is absolutely beautiful here. You've got all the yellow and brown leaves coming down right next to the fishing lake here. What what fish are in there? This is all stocked with trout and we've got and, um, there's a we've got a lot of pike. And on the, the banks there are these some of the apartments, the houses. These are all the houses, all the houses sit over the the water side so you've got this sort of high level of tranquility and they all look out across these lakes we have 11 huge lakes and the biggest one's about 280 acres so we're here at the lake sitting by the lake with all of these lovely homes effectively right in front of us here this didn't exist 20 years ago, did it? No, it didn't. It didn't. I mean, it was a fabulous... It was a really interesting evolution, this, because it was inspired out of uh, out of need, which is actually... I mean, if we're talking about entrepreneurship and CEO-ness and all of these sorts of things, you know, I, I'm, I think similar to so many, I kind of had a huge fascination with wanting to do business I think as a kid and read lots and lots of autobiographies in fact my two big educational moments were being a paper boy and reading every single paper that was sat in front of me from I, I, my paper round started in, in in the village and went through a council estate then progressed from the council estate to the sort of guardian readers to the observer readers and then all the way out to the times and telegraph readers so so during the week I got a full spectrum of everything from the red tops to the broadsheets and, and then, you know, later in life, everything I do and have done has been inspired by things that I need and want. And this was one of those. So, right, we're back in the car, we open the gate, <laughs> we're on the meadow. Essentially, this was a brownfield site, you know, we were, we were bringing a, a, a gravel pit back to use. 
And we've been very flattered um, by the fact that it's now being designated a site of special scientific interest, which is probably one of the highest sort of environmental accolades you can have. Yeah, I mean, was that a goal at the no, time? Did you go, did you, no, you no, are we no, going to no, make something so nice that the animals come back? Yes, no, we've spent a huge amount of time on the whole biodiversity and the whole... I mean, we've got more... There's, there's more animal and plant species here than there ever were before when it was a bunch of farmer's fields. Um, and we've got we've got lot. I mean, the, the bat species is extraordinary. The we've got monjacks. We've got we we have a whole farm. I wanted a life for my children outside of London, and I, but I had a job in London. And I had a necessity to be in London, so I, I tried the the moving out to um, to the country, but. You know, you find yourself sort of isolated in a way without, you know, much of a social environment. And also slightly, you know, slightly at a limb because you don't have that much in common with all the people that are local that you do meet. And you, you know, tended to meet back in those days, you met them in the pub. So I created this idea of finding a site that was uh, close enough to, to London that people could, could get there on a Friday night and back on a Sunday. And then build a number of homes that you could come down here for the weekends it was lock up and go it was very easy and there was a lot of activities and you got a huge as much of a sense as you possibly can of living in the country right i'm going for a stroll i'll be back in a couple of minutes here's some ads to keep you company I wasn't going to use this as the hook to, to talk about your new Olympia project, but but obviously, what is it with you launching projects during times of financial turmoil? <laughs> why, why, why are you choosing now? <laughs> I, 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 I'd beg to say that's a, a, a coincidence and perhaps a, a misunderstanding because um, our U business, which is in 46 countries, that we're launching two or three or four projects a year. So, so there's a, a, there is a continuity to the launch of projects. And obviously, when you do do that kind of volume, you're going to launch some of them into a poor market. And secondly, I'd say that, uh, I mean, Olympia's been an extraordinary story and, and is likely, because of the scale of it, to um, run through the complete economic cycle once or twice. And it has done throughout its life. When we when we acquired the site about four years ago, we we really looked at it as being let's embrace all that the UK, but all that all that Olympia has to offer the world, and let's try to embellish that um, rather than flatten the site and create a kind of housing development, which was, you know, I think in the way that people had looked at Earl's Court, we looked at this as in a different way, which is let's try and embrace this, and we went out. And, and, and communicated. We had 63 days of public consultation with everyone from the leaders of the country to the leaders of the of, of, of London through to the, our next door neighbours. We consulted with them all and our, and our pitch, our, our vision was let's really make events, entertainment, um, the theme behind this and bring culture and as much as we can to the site. I do feel if there was one consequence of of the pandemic and lockdown it's when things opened up again 
Yeah. And people really appreciated live events again, didn't oh, they? They, yeah. they wanted to go out, they wanted to go out and see things, meet people, go to restaurants, that kind of thing. Have yeah. you felt that? I mean, it's been interesting because we were talking earlier and I listened to your lovely show with Des Gunnar yesterday. You know, we were involved in the early renaissance of the restaurant industry when we built Mezzo, which I think was the largest restaurant in London at the time in Soho. I mean, Soho was dead before then. And I've been involved in the rejuvenation of many parts of London over, and many parts of other cities around the world over the last 40 years. You know, we, we had this great renaissance through that period of the 90, early 90s of the restaurant culture yeah. and I feel like we're at the beginning of another one of those and it's horrible to say that the, 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 the causes of these the causes of these unfortunately is the kind of pressure that in this particular case that the pandemic caused on the hospitality the events and entertainment industry and and as you say the byproduct of that is the frustration of the of the visitors because they can't go out. And so the moment they can go out, they all want to go out to restaurants. They all want to go out to shows. I mean, you know, I've got, you know, Simon Le Bon, who's just, just buying here. He's, he's a great friend. He's just been on tour. And I mean, they're, they're, they're having massive tours around the world because everyone wants to go out and, and, and um, do and see and be with people and have this sort of, you know, this, this human connection again. And I think we're at the beginning of a new restaurant renaissance, you know, we, in, in, in London. And the thing about London in particular, you know, in London there's three or four hundred shows a night. There's no other city in the world that has that kind of volume. And and when you go out, you know, generally when you go out, you go out to eat, you go out to, you know, you go out to participate in that urban city living. And it feels to me like, you know, that's back. That was John Hitchcock from you. For more news, interviews and the best analysis, head to standard.co.uk forward slash business or pick up the Evening Standard newspaper. How to be a CEO drops first thing every Monday morning. I'd love to see you again next.